Welcome to the podcast. This is 3BZine Presents, the TomCast podcast. This is issue 16, and I am still the current head pophead. My name is Tom. Please follow the show at the TomCast underscore podcast on Instagram and at TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter. This is the pop culture podcast that knows the difference between Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Man 2211. You with me so far? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight is is a special night for the show as I'm not here alone. I'm so excited. Roger's in the house. I am here. How is everyone? ExomegaGold himself. And you can find him on Instagram at ExomegaGold. (laughs) That is true. Uh, Today we are here to mostly talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, I think it's fair to say there will be spoilers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but before we dive into that, I want to I want I want to catch up with Roger. It's been a little while since you've been on the show. It has indeed. How the heck are you? I'm doing good. You know, just been uh, keeping up with things where possible. But I think I'm all caught up with most of the uh, comic events of the year. So, or I should say, of last year. But uh, yeah, it's been good. I'm not going to lean on that table anymore. It's very creaky. <laughs> um. Like you said, you're 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 caught up. You're current. You've been you've been finger on the pulse. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm missing is Bumblebee. Ooh, I know. I haven't seen Bumblebee. Uh, a friend of mine. Uh, I think he listens to our show still. He hasn't <laughs> bailed out just yet. Uh, but if Reagan's listening, Reagan saw Bumblebee and he gave it two big thumbs up. Nice. Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. You know, with Aquaman and Spider Man and yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to you about those first, but let, let's kind of get to something that, that just dropped last night. And that was the most recent, I guess we call it a trailer, but it, it, was, it, it was an ad that debuted during last night's national championship game, the Alabama-Clemson game where that Clemson just rolled over the tide. That was great. I loved it. Uh, but Marvel debuted a new Captain Marvel spot. Yes, and I just saw it. And... I'm pleased. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how much more we can add to the conversation on Captain Marvel because I think it's pretty universal that everyone wants to go see this movie. Yeah, it seems like uh, people are excited about it. Um, but you know, like I said, I'm not too familiar with the character, so it's going to be nice to have a character where I can, you know, find out about it and not know what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. so I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Excited. And I'm, I'm, I'm digging the, the, this, uh, they're really kind of, with, with the advertisements, they're really leaning into the, hey, this is set in the 90s, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, on the most recent spot, it opens with, with music from, uh, from Elastica, which if anyone remembers them, you're, you're old like me. It's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. <laughs> so deep. But yeah, it, it fires up the trailer and you see more of uh, Brie Larson, you see more of... Uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I wasn't going to help you, but you know. I wanted to call him Jules. I, I, I don't. I've, I've been watching Pulp Fiction a lot recently. Well, there you go. That's that's yeah. a good. Uh, I was good like, reason. damn, what was his name again? <laughs> it's not the Jules. guy with bad motherfucker on his wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got that whole the uh, you know younger CGI face thing going on that the, that Marvel's been working on and, and perfecting yeah. for the last you know three or four years. Looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it's convincing. It's very convincing. Uh, and, and the movie features the scrolls. They show more scroll stuff. They kind of explain more about the scrolls. And uh, I, I don't want to... I mean, obviously, there's a ton in this movie that's going to happen. Yeah. So I don't want to speculate too much. But setting this movie in the past, not only do you lay the groundwork for the Marvel movies that we saw, mm-hmm. but you may 
you may be able to lay some seeds for future Marvel movies after. That's true. After Avengers comes out in May. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff they can set up, especially with the Skrulls. I mean, that's, that's a pretty... I mean, that, that's not just, you know, a, a couple of dudes. The Skrulls yeah. are a, a species of people, of, of, of beings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have goals and agendas, and, and I don't think, you know, one defeat at the hands of Captain Marvel is going to stop them. Yeah, that's true. So Which I, I guess it's fair to say that uh, Captain Marvel will defeat them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely... I mean, as far as we know, they're not in, you know, the Avengers series to date. Unless so. that's the big reveal, right? Like, all the all the beings that were snapped out of existence by Thanos were actually <laughs> scrolls. actually scrolls. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't actually have to worry about them. They were just scrolls. <laughs> How fucked up would that be? Yeah, it's like, oh, don't worry. They're just scrolls. And in, in case you're not sure what we're talking about exactly, scrolls are shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. And in Marvel Comics... Um, they are known for taking the appearance of other superheroes and, and whatnot. Yep. So that would be quite the revelation. It would be. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it's a bit of a long shot. Yeah, it'd be quite a twist. <laughs> but how, how fucked up would that be? You just go there, like 10 minutes into the next Avengers, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. That would be pretty trippy. <laughs> All right. So we're excited about that. But. Yes. Roger's here. And Roger was here for, for the Aquaman hype that I was building. <laughs> so I have to get his reaction to the film now that you've seen it. Yeah. So, Talk to me, Roger. Talk to me about Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. You know what? I really liked it. It's definitely one of my favorite uh, the DC movies. Um, I loved pretty much every scene Jason Moe was in. I mean, he's just so charismatic. He can... Just he's a charming man. Yeah, he's just like you. Just want to go grab a beer with the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he just seems so cool, so fun to just hang around. But um, but yeah, you really got a good vibe of his character. You know, everything felt pretty believable character wise. Um, I loved seeing uh, Willem Dafoe and Dolph Lundgren. You know, like I haven't seen him in you know big roles in a while. I guess, but that was that was pretty cool. And just the characterization I felt was pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. They really uh, nailed that. Um, let's see. I liked Mira. She was cool. Yeah, very cool character. They yeah. did a nice job with her and her powers. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't make her like, you know, sometimes they, they have the uh, person that they're bouncing off of be a little too annoying, a little too overbearing at times. But no, I felt like they played her character very well, you know, still stern, but not to the point of, you know, nauseum. <laughs> no, and, and uh, importantly, she was a a good, a foil for yeah. Aquaman, but also a, a, a great um, a hero on her own. I mean, mm-hmm. someone who's matches well with the character. Yeah. You yeah. Know, not overshadowed by, overshadowed by that character at all. She's, you know, toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, yeah. I really liked seeing, like, all of her, you know, water-controlling powers and <laughs> just everything. But, um, but I, know, I know some wine aficionados that might be upset with her use of wine <laughs> after one particular scene. Yeah, that was uh, my girlfriend, I think, grabbed my arm and was like, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was definitely. Uh, she had that Obi-Wan Kenobi moment where she was like, thousands <laughs> of voices just screamed out and were suddenly silenced. Exactly. No, I thought it was, a, it was a cool scene, but yeah, I definitely felt bad for the wine. I'm like, oh man, I wonder how much that was, you know? <laughs> oh, well, they were in Italy, so it could. I, I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's got to be some, like, nice age stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I, 
obviously we're spoiling a wine scene, but we're not giving you context, so you yeah. don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know why it's going to happen. And, and <laughs> to be fair, too, like the movie is on its way to grossing a billion dollars worldwide. Which is insane. So most of you have probably seen it by now, and if you haven't, you are missing out. Yeah. And and so my spoilers, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You should have seen it by now. <laughs> well recommended. And yeah, go go see it if you haven't. You're missing out. Yeah, what I thought was uh, super cool and what's happened uh, to, for me since I have seen the film, hmm. uh, I, I kind of did a deep dive on, on some of the more recent Aquaman comics that I've, I've missed out on. Yeah. So what I, I went back and I reread um, from the New 52, uh-huh. the, the Jeff Johns, mm-hmm. Yvonne uh, Reese yeah. debut launching the book. Vol- I, they, they call it Volume 1, yeah. so it's easy to find that way. Jeff Johns, Even Reese, Volume 1, Aquaman. Yeah. Look it up. And I started from there, and I went all the way to Volume 8. Nice. Which is, um, it goes, writer, writer-wise, it goes from Jeff Johns to Jeff Parker to Cullen Bunn mm. to uh, Dan Abnett, I believe. And that's okay. where it finishes. Um, and I was surprised how much material I found just in that New 52 run that's in the film. Or, like, yeah. it's kind of... Um, you know, tribute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Given credit in the film, you're like, oh, I, I oh, they kind of used that in the in the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was very, very interesting. Cool callbacks in it. So yeah, cool. I, I wasn't surprised by the amount that I found in the, in the Jeff Johns run per se, because Jeff yeah. Johns is very heavily involved in DC motion pictures. I, I think he had something to do with the screenplay for Aquaman. Yeah, I think so. So I, I wasn't surprised by the by a, bit, by a little bit of borrowing from his material. Yeah, I was a little surprised by how much they borrowed from from. Uh, from Jeff Parker and from Colin Bunn's run. The later stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, Jeff Parker, uh, you know, doesn't have the same cachet as Jeff Johns in the yeah. comic world, but a, a fantastic writer, super capable, takes the character in a, in a lot of fun different directions, mm-hmm. but while still following the path that Jeff Johns set for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it was definitely a fun run of, of comics. And it, like I said, it was kind of fun to see the influence that those books had on the film. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it really does lend itself to kind of broadening your perspective of that character. Because, yeah. you know, we, we, we've, we've talked about it. Aquaman just has, he just has bad PR. Yeah, he was just not the good super friend. You know? No, he wasn't. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the, a lot of the comics spend time talking about, like, his PR issues, which I think is kind of funny. It makes yeah. it very self-aware mm-hmm. and, and I you know, gives it kind of a, a, a comedic perspective that I enjoyed. Yeah, that's always good when, you know, they can be self-aware of that and kind of work towards bettering the image by mm-hmm. doing that. So, Yeah, and it, to, to, they do a little bit of that in the film, in, in that one scene where uh, where Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and, and his father are at the bar. Oh, yeah. And those guys come up to him, and they, they seem like they want to pick a fight, but all they really want to do is drink beers and take selfies with him. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good scene. You think it's going to be, you, you feel like it's going to go one way, and then yeah. it, just, it totally goes the other direction. And it was it's, a good it, twist. It's a hoot. I like that one, yeah. Yeah. It was great. So if you haven't seen Aquaman yet, I, I think Roger and I are both uh, staunchly in favor of you seeing it. Definitely. Spend your money. Take your friends. Take your family. Take the kids. Yeah. Let's get it to one billion. Let's get it to a billion. <laughs> Not like we're going to get anything out of it, except yeah. maybe more Aquaman movies. Yeah. And, you know, more Aquaman is a good thing. And speaking of more, where it is, we're getting more Venom. Really? Screenplay is being written. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Tom Hardy and Venom <laughs> in a massive love affair with each other coming back. Yeah, and we'll get some more carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny to me. Mm, 
I want to go back to Aquaman, but I don't <laughs> because now we're on Venom. And yeah. but it's it's funny to me. Like I love talking to people about this movie because their reactions. It's not too dissimilar from when you and I talked about the film. I mean, yeah. like we know it's not like this sterling masterpiece of cinema. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a popcorn. But people who are you know willing to go along for the ride, yeah, have a great time. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, as, as long as you're not like holding out for for high art, you <laughs> yeah. you should enjoy Venom. It's it's a fun, crazy romp. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone that's asked me about it, I've said, yeah, it was fun. I, I had a fun time watching it. You know, I would go see it. You know, just have a good time with it. But you know, I, I don't tell them, oh yeah, it was the greatest movie ever. But I'm just like, yeah, no, I had fun. And I think that's really you know what you got to focus on when you're watching a movie. Like, did you have fun watching it? You know, are you going in there to critique this? Or are you going in there to have a good time? Yeah, and that's exactly why I'll never be invited to some high critics society <laughs> as a yeah. member because I can't, for the most part, I can't look at a movie artistically. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I, you know, I know, I know what I like, I know what I don't, and and um, Venom seemed to hit all the buttons that I liked. Yeah, you know, I know it's not a great film, <laughs> but it hits the enjoyment buttons mm-hmm. just right yeah. for me. Yeah. Which is funny, too. Speaking of the critics, now I'll dial it back to Aquaman real quick. Because a couple of of podcasts that I do listen to that have legit high-end movie critics, Uh they didn't like the film. Yeah. But I'm not quite sure, like, legit movie critics are the audience. No, definitely not. They don't know the uphill battle that Aquaman's had to fight (laughs) over the years to be turned into a film. Yeah, this is true. And so, you you know, I know there's still a lot of people out there who... Uh, are informed by critics, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but just remember, they their their eye may not be towards what exactly we're we're talking about. Yeah, you know, Aquaman definitely hits on a different level than 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 maybe many critics would appreciate it for. Yeah, but it, it's scoring highly on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a good source because you have that Metacritic score and you have that audience score, mm. and that's a good way to kind of balance the two things out. And there's definitely a, a huge discrepancy with that lately. I've seen. You know, just even stuff, you know, for example, Aquaman is doing great worldwide, mm-hmm. and but the critics aren't really liking it that much. And so, you know, it's this weird discrepancy where, like, people like the movie, but the critics don't, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know where that stems from exactly. Yeah. Because I know even, uh, you know, we were talking about Bumblebee. Uh, I think that had, you know, really good, really good reviews, but it's not doing great, like, financially from what I hear. Oh so, no, it's not. Okay. Um, I, I think I it might be undershooting what they imagine, but it it definitely came out at a hard time. Yeah, you know it, the Christmas season is very packed. Yeah, it was surrounded by some other stuff. So mm-hmm. I think just people aren't watching it as much as they would have liked. But I mean, I don't think it's doing poorly. I just think it's not doing as great as they thought it would. But um, but you know, on the side of that, like everyone I've heard is saying, oh yeah, it's great. You know, like. All the reviews I've seen about it have been like, oh, this is what we should have gotten to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the Transformers we all dreamed of. You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to see it, you know? Just everything I've seen looks good. I just, you know, like I said, haven't gotten around to it for one reason or another. Yeah, it's it's it, there, there's definitely a division nowadays between the, the traditional movie critic that you can read in the paper or is on your local news stations mm-hmm. as opposed to the ones that are on the more uh, genre-centric websites. Yeah. Like Collider and io9, mm-hmm. they all seem to kind of vibe into what Aquaman was doing, and they, yeah. they, they gave it favorable reviews. And maybe not as glowing as you and I did, yeah. 
but they they were like, yeah, yeah, we see what's going on here. We're, we're this is cool. Right yeah. on. <laughs> they, you know, they, they they kind of bought in. Yeah, and, and kind of the same thing with Venom. Like they, they they admitted much like you and I did. Yeah, it's not great. It wasn't a great movie, but, but it's fun. Yeah, there's some fun parts in there. You're just like, all right, yeah, I like this. It's cool. But those same websites actually have given I think pretty pretty high praise to Bumblebee. Mm, yeah, yeah, I believe it. Interesting. So. Yeah, and, and as, I, as I mentioned, friend and listener of the show, Reagan, uh, just texted me and messaged me that it's, uh, he, said it's, he said it's a very good movie in general, not just yeah. in comparison to other Transformers films. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's just a good movie. Yeah, so. and I, I, I loved hearing that. I'm, I'm definitely interested in checking it out. Um, where do you stand on the Transformers films in general? Are, are, have you watched all of them? I've seen all of them, sad to say. For the last ones, <laughs> I, I just feel like I don't know. Like I liked the tone of you know the first couple. Um, yeah, it was a little kitschy, a little campy. Um, Shia LaBeouf probably overplays <laughs> that character in those movies, but you know I really liked the Transformers and the fight scenes. You know, just hearing you know Optimus Prime. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was great. But uh, it was great they had Peter Cullen as Optimus yeah, Prime. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it was the voice you remember. That's yeah, exactly. That's your childhood right there. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, yeah, no, this is fun stuff. But yeah, you know, I just feel like they started going like darker, serious, and then. Towards the last one, you're just like, what the hell is even going on anymore? <laughs> like, I, I watched it, and yeah, it looks great. It looks cool, but I don't know. It, you're just like, you know, they just decided to make it way too serious. And I'm just like, okay, people are dying. Like, I, I felt like one of the defining moments was uh, in, like, the newer arc when they had that character at the beginning. You're like, okay, this guy is going to be, like, the funny guy who's just going to be through them, you know, quipping here and there. And then he just dies. <laughs> And then you're just like, oh crap! Okay, no, they're they're making a stance here. They're they're not going for that funny, campy stuff anymore. So definitely, definitely a strange approach. But that's why I'm kind of excited to watch Bumble Me because definitely feels like it's going back to what we wanted. You know, mm-hmm. not overly serious, but not super campy either. You know, just this nice in between where it's like, okay. These are robot aliens from a different planet, you know? Like, you can't take yourself too seriously, but at the same time, you don't want to make it just a kid's movie where, you know, you just got these over-the-top comic scenes happening. So I feel like if it strikes a good balance, I'm in for it. But, yeah. Yeah, for me, the uh, the Transformer films have been a... Well, I guess we'll just call it like a downward slope. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I've watched the I've watched the first three mm-hmm. with <laughs> each one uh, getting more and more lack of enthusiasm from me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I've not seen anything. How many? I don't know. How, even know how many they've made with with Mark Wahlberg. I think oh, two. Marky Mark. Uh, yeah, just a couple. Just um, a couple. Yeah, and um, I haven't seen any of those Mark Wahlbergs. I've I, I watched the the main Shia LaBeouf trilogy though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And in regards to to the to the Shia LaBeouf three that I've seen, uh-huh. um, I think my my biggest issue with with them has always been like the story cohesion is just all over the place. I don't know what the hell they're talking about from film to film. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. They just find the the, the new MacGuffin each movie that they're searching for. It's like oh, the All Spark, and now you know this uh, command thing or whatever i can't even remember the names of them because there's just so much weird crap that they're trying to yeah the search for this item and you know you have to find this and it's like well what about that other thing we found last movie right well, that was from last too. movie it doesn't make any sense I, and i guess that's always where i, I kind of had got frustrated and just and ended up bailing out of the series yeah um 
So this idea of, of this Bumblebee film that's kind of a more stripped-down version of Transformers in, yeah. in, in a way that is more presentable to, A, a general audience, but also people like us who are yeah. children of the 80s and 90s who grew up with Transformers. Exactly. Th- this is much more palatable. This is something more exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, have, uh, if you haven't seen the Mark Wahlberg movies, it only gets worse. The that- last one had so many storylines going on, and it felt like none of them really resolved. And you're like, what about that? Why are they doing this? What the hell is going on? Like, they just couldn't figure out what kind of movie they wanted to do. When, uh, when, Bumble- when Bumblebee was debuting, the week that it was coming out, I, I believe it was on Collider, but it might have been io9, yeah. uh, the websites. They One of their intrepid reporters had endeavored to summarize all the Transformers films leading up (laughs) to Bumblebee so that you kind of like knew what was going on ahead of time. That was quite a task. I give them. Oh my goodness. It it was a Herculean task for sure. And each movie, as you move down, like like, what did we say? It was five films, five films, five films. I think it was five. Each description gets more and more just, it, it sounds like it's something written by a crazy person. <laughs> just more convoluted as you go. Yeah, it's just it's it's just like like where did this come? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, you're just like, well, where were you the other five movies? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, I, I, and so that's always been my problem with the Transformers films. Um, but it sounds like maybe Bumblebee will write the ship and maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe give us something that Transformers fans can finally get really pumped on and not just feel like we're obligated to see because well we like our robots in disguise yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited for it um i mean i was super happy to see Soundwave in the trailer so i just always love Soundwave. <laughs> i know and his voice. voice is kind of right too like they yeah i did him correctly yeah from what i hear they do do justice to his voice yes so, Soundwave superior <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's let's get to the main course let's let's talk about why why we have gathered today What's what's frothing yes. on our minds, what we have to get out <laughs> to share with the public. And you and I are we're late on we're late on board this. Everyone has yeah. been telling us about this for a month now, basically. Yeah, seems and, like it. And we might be the last ones out there. But if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> you have to go see Spider-Man into yes. the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it was it's great. it's animated, and maybe that's that's throwing you off a little bit, <laughs> but don't let it. Yeah. This movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm in complete agreement with that. No, I had a great time watching this movie. I I didn't go into it pretty much knowing very much of the Miles Morales story at all. Uh, So I think that even helped it in a sense because I didn't have any preconceived notions on what it should or shouldn't be. I kind of could just watch it fresh and just let the story take me to where it needed to go. And I think because of that, I had a great time with it. You know, I just kind of took it as it came and it was a fun ride. Yeah, I think it's really, it's really great, and it comes out at a, at a perfect time um, when, when, when it's good to know that you can just go to a movie and watch something fun that's like super inclusive to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not just about. Well, let, let's put it this way: it's, this movie enforces the idea that it's not just about Peter Parker, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter Parker is not defined by Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man can be anybody. Yeah. And that's what this movie does well. And, you know, I, 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 when Miles Morales was debuting in the comics, mm-hmm. 
uh, it came at a time when I was kind of starting to pull away from from some books is because comics are expensive. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I'm I'm a little familiar. <laughs> the the boxes and boxes will tell you. <laughs> so I was kind of like starting to downscale a bit for my comic collection as Miles Morales was debuting. But yeah. I, I read the first, I, I believe at least the first arc, maybe the first two arcs uh-huh. uh, of, of his debut, and I thought it was really fantastic. I really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of just wrote it off as like, well, I just can't afford to keep up with these, and so like, yeah, it's tough. let let Miles be out there for for the masses, yeah. While I I downscale <laughs> because I'm an old man, <laughs> and that's what I have to do nowadays. Sadly, yes. <laughs> but uh, so I always liked the character. I love that he was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love even more now that the the the, the prominence mm-hmm. that this film is going to give to that character and how it yeah. just it just. Boosts the Spider-Man mythos and, and takes it into a, a lot, a ton of crazy new big directions. Yeah, you know they they did the Spider Verse. It was a comic storyline from oh four or five years ago, and like that, it was kind of. This is not an, an adaptation of that by any means, but that that storyline definitely inspired this mm-hmm. film. And so what you get is a lot of fun, fun Spider-Man things. And to me, a, a longtime Spider-Man fan and, and reader of the comics. It just it showed me it kind of um, not showed me, but reminded me of all those fantastic things that I loved about the character that made me love that character so much. Yeah. And while I was always wrapped up in in Peter Parker's adventures and his his trials and tribulations outside of the costume, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with him at Empire State University, at the Daily Bugle as a as a part time photographer, at you know in his relationship with Mary Jane or. Yeah. or well, Gwen Stacy was dead when I started reading, but yeah. you know what I mean. His <laughs> his his relationships and and all all the different uh, supporting cast, the characters, you know, uh-huh. his his life. While I was definitely wrapped up in all that, his life that wasn't necessarily the impetus of Spider Man. No, it was for that version. Mm. But Spider Man is a character, unlike Batman. Yeah, Spider Man is much more of a. Uh, I don't know if I want to say transferable, mm-hmm. but I mean it lends itself more to a a shared kind of mantle. Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. And and this movie is, is oh gosh, it just hits on all those those points. You know, yeah. like like you could be Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> Spider Man. Granted, we might need to be bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah, but our journeys, everyone's journey is different, mm-hmm. but they can all still be the Spider Man journey. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, different different takes on the same storyline, you know? And it's like, they all get to those same... They go through the same trials and tribulations that all Spider-Mans do, but they each overcome it in their own specific yeah. way. And, like, you know, the the death of a, of a, of a loved one. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. It, there's this... There's, there's a great little montage. As the different Spider-People of the different universes kind of come together, mm-hmm. you get these great little montages of yeah. their, their kind of like their origins and where they're from and... and how they've been shaped uh-huh. into the spider person that they are. <sighs> oh, I got I got a little weepy dear most of them. Even Spider-Ham, I got a yeah. little like, oh my goodness. <laughs> a cartoon pig is making me get a little weepy. Yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. I thought that was one of the And yes, you heard parts. me correctly, Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham? <laughs> he's he's the best. <laughs> he is a talking spider pig. Yeah. He's that, amazing. That was foretold. <laughs> and Spider-Ham is not new, by the way. He's been around since at least the early 80s. Yeah. He's been there for a while. And it's uh, uh, John Mulaney, the comedian, uh-huh. whose Netflix specials are fantastic, does the voice of Spider-Ham, and I thought he was spot on. Oh, no. All the all the voice acting in this movie was great. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas 
Cage. Oh, I know great. people are listening and you're like, Nicolas Cage, that guy's a <laughs> fucking joke. Nicolas Cage crushes in this movie. Yeah, it was great. He kind of sort of maybe steals the movie a little bit. A little bit. His yeah. scenes are amazing. Yeah, I think that was... Uh, he plays the Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man uh, noir. Yeah. Which is basically a, kind of like a, a gumshoe character from the 1930s. Yeah. Hard-boiled. And then, you know, he sits around drinking egg creams, right? <laughs> Just super dark. <laughs> super dark. He's in black and white. I mean, yeah. that's how dark he is. Yeah. yeah he's only grayscale. <laughs> Just yeah, phenomenal. Phenomenal. And uh, who, else, who else is in the voice cast? Uh, let's see. Actually, I, I think uh, uh, Haley Stanfeld from Bumblebee is, is Spider-Gwen. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's a little crossover there from what we were just talking about. <laughs> That's pretty cool. She's getting a lot of a lot of action in the acting scene right now, I guess. Yeah, and then we get uh, we get we had Jake Johnson as uh, Peter B. Parker. <laughs> that was great. Who is the the kind of like the schlubby Spider-Man swinging around in his uh, sweatpants? Yeah, <laughs> a little out of shape. His marriage has gone to hell. Yeah, uh, which is good. We've talked a little bit about how char- comic book characters are kind of stuck. They're kind of stuck in amber to a certain extent. Yeah. You can't really age them too much one way or the other because uh-huh. uh, your audience is constantly shifting. Yeah. You can't let them grow with the audience because the next generation can't pick up where that, where that comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that was something that the comic companies figured out maybe 20 years ago yeah. when they started aging their characters. They're like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> when all, the, all these readers die, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is why they keep rebooting everything. Which is why they keep rebooting everything. So it was so great to me to see a version of of Peter Parker, like the Peter B. Parker, uh, you know, yeah. kind of a, you know, mid forties, you know, down on his luck kind of Spider-Man. He's made some poor financial investments. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you know, the Spider-Man themed restaurants didn't work out the way he planned. <laughs> there were just so many offhanded throwaway lines that were so good in this movie. <laughs> it was great. Just these little references where you're just like, Oh, that was, that was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, Another another voice actor I want to give credit to is uh, Samik Moore, who plays Miles Morales. Yeah. Who is a grown man, basically. Yeah. But he does a great job as a teenager. Yeah, you, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> no, no he, he was fantastic. Yeah, his his uh, his role in that was great. I felt like his character felt like super just genuine and authentic, you know? Like, everything he said was believable. You mm-hmm. know? Just came off super charming, and he just really made you like the character. Yeah, it was it was Haley uh, Haley Seinfeld as Gwen Stacy, uh, Mershahala Ali as as uh, Uncle Aaron, mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta. It plays uh, Jefferson Davis, who is Miles' adopted father. Yeah, uh, Lily Tomlin is Aunt May, yeah, which is great. That was great. I love. And that. if you think you've seen Aunt May before in a movie, you have not seen Aunt May until you see this film. <laughs> yeah, this is a great version of Aunt May. This is the best Aunt May, hands down. <laughs> and I think you have to give special special credit to to Chris Pine. Yeah. Who I had no idea was in this movie. Yeah, and he plays uh, the the Spider Man of Miles Morales's universe as the film opens. Who, through superheroic Spider Man acts, meets in you know meets his demise eventually in the act of heroism. Yeah, um, and that's pretty early on. That's not a huge spoiler. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You know, you're gonna find that out real quick. Mm-hmm. But Chris Pine kind of crushes it as Spider Man. He his just Spider Man is so great. It's just. You wouldn't think of him, you know, as the person to play Spider-Man, but it just comes across so well. Uh, I, I thought the role was really well done, so I was a fan. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, 
the film opens with that character, with the Chris Pine Spider-Man swinging around, kind of doing his thing, yeah. kind of giving you allusions to Spider-Man adventures that you may remember. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's kind of like, like, a, like a wink and a nod to some of the uh, some of the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Yeah, the Sam Raimi <laughs> Which is really good. And that, it, it gives it a great introduction to the film. Uh-huh. And you're going along with the adventures, and you're going to go fight some crime, and you meet... You meet a version of the Kingpin, which I I I was kind of floored by this version of the Kingpin. Yeah, it was a lot different than pretty much any other interpretation I've seen. Yeah, I mean, the, just this this hulking mass of humanity yeah. with <laughs> I, I mean, his head's basically in the center of his body. The way they draw this character, I mean, yeah. he's just a huge huge individual. <laughs> like you can tell this character has like just power underneath of him. Oh, yeah. He's just pure muscle. <laughs> and and, and uh, the voice actor for that is, is uh, Liv, Sh- Liv Schreiber, uh, also known as Sabretooth from the <laughs> Logan movies, if you want to yeah, go there. Yeah. Or maybe you watch Ray Donovan on Showtime, maybe. Either one. <laughs> Either one, but he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, you may know him from The Scream also. He was fantastic in The Scream films. <laughs> uh, but he plays a a total New York version of this character, Yeah, but is so deadpan, uh-huh. so... I I can't even just the way he delivers his lines. Yeah, it's so New York to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything he says, like that's what took me back at the character to begin with. I'm like, oh, okay. We haven't seen this version of the Kingpin before. Yeah, it, it, but, uh, it's very different from what we're seeing on 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 Daredevil with oh, with, with the with the, the, the uh, there. yeah the Vincent D'Onofrio interpretation. Yeah. Uh, this is a much more. Uh, he is not covert oh, in, no. in his menace. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, really crazy. But, I mean, the more I thought about it, the more like, you know what? It makes sense, though. It does. You know, it works. So it was a different different spin on it, but I really liked it. So. Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the things, too. I mean, aside from the great take you get on, on, on Spider-Man, on the Spider-Man mythos, uh-huh. from the different perspectives of the characters, you know, you, you have the, the perspective of Spider-Gwen, Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir, Spider, Peter B. Parker, <laughs> and, and Miles Morales, is all these different interpretations of, of what Spider-Man is to them, yeah. and how it all still makes sense. The villains in this film, this film juggles villains better than anything I've seen <laughs> in a live-action movie, yeah. by far. Uh, you know, you have... Uh, you, Kingpin's obviously the, the main the main bad guy, but you have the Prowler. Uh-huh. You have uh, a version of Doc Ock that I don't think we've seen before. No, yeah, that took me aback quite a bit. <laughs> you know, it kind of. I wasn't shocked when that reveal happened, but I was delighted. Yeah, uh, because I, I noticed early on with that character when they when they kind of foreshadowed the the uh, the Liv character, this the scientist Liv, uh, Olivia character, uh-huh. her glasses were octagons. Um, and I kind of wondered if that might be a hint to something. That's and so when it pays off, I'm like, oh my god, that was a great. Yeah. That was so great. Yeah, that that caught me out by surprise. It was but cool though. I a great that. version of Doc Ock. Yeah. yeah um, who else is in Scorpion's in Scorpion, this? Scorpion. Yeah. A crazy version of Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. He's got those robot legs. Yeah, that might be the only version. I was kind of like, huh, that's different. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a, a take on him like that. Yeah, I, I I know there's a version of Scorpion uh, from the Miles Morales comics that is definitely different from the the Mac the Matt Gargan version that uh-huh. maybe most of us are familiar with. Yeah. So I do need to deep dive a little bit more into that yeah. to see if that maybe is from, from the Miles Black comics. Man. But uh, visually, that was a version I had not seen yet. Yeah, and I, so I, I was like, whoa, hey, yeah, all right, I liked it. it was cool. Yeah, and and you know, we're, we're, I don't want to go, I don't want to spoil too much of the film because yeah. there, there's so many great little things in there, like mm. you said. Just kind of like throwaway lines almost. Yeah. That are so amazing and so Small memorable. Things, yeah. Yeah. 
I just love this movie so much. I, I, I was... The biggest regret I had after I saw it was I didn't see it three weeks earlier. Yeah. yeah I was like, damn it, why didn't I go see this? <laughs> why did I wait so long? Yeah. No, I agree. It's phenomenal. But, yeah, no, for sure. i totally on board with that. Like, after I saw it, I was just so happy I did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, why didn't I do this sooner? It was, it was um, you know, for the in case I've never said it on the record, mm-hmm. For the most part, I've, I enjoyed the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yeah, Spider-Man Three is a little is uneven, in to say it kindly. Yeah, um, I I wasn't crazy about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. They were like, yeah. Eh. yeah. I I loved the last one, the Homecoming yeah, movie with Tom, with, with Tom Holland and Michael Keaton. That was fantastic. Yeah, I and I great. thought that was I was like, oh man, this is the Spider-Man I want. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> no, and that's no disrespect to Tom Holland. I'm really yeah, excited no. for the next movie yeah, that he's going to be in. His interpretation's great. It's fantastic. Was... But this this Spider-Man, I mean, this one captures so much more of the Spider-Man mythos. Yeah. Uh, of the of that comic book feel. I mean, there, there's so many little touches in this film. He <coughs> choked up. <laughs> there's so many little touches in this film that make it. Not only a great animated film, mm-hmm. not only a great comic film, but this just great overall experience. Yeah, I mean, when when, when the opening credits start rolling and you get that that's that comics code of approval yeah. seal before was, the film starts, <laughs> you're like, oh man, this might be something kind of cool. Yeah, and then as the movie's playing out and and you're watching these incredible, the animation's incredible. Oh, first yeah. of all, I mean, like the. It, it's gonna blow your mind, like the fight scenes and just like, just the web, the web swinging itself yeah. is gorgeous, gorgeously rendered. Yeah. But little things like when they're fighting and and they're punching and there's little pals on the screen. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch to how they had you know all the sound or even like the thought bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, just, the way they incorporated the thought bubbles was, was ingenious. Really cool. Yeah, it's like oh, why is my voice so loud? You know, it's like that's what they're hearing in their head. You know, yeah. this is the Spider-Man thought bubble, you know? Yeah. So I and thought that was cool. You know, th- th- you bring up a great point too. Uh, when, when, when Miles is first bitten by the spider, we might get one of the most probably realistic interpretations of what that transformation <laughs> would be like for, for a teenager. Yeah. Just you know, like the, the way, yeah, the way that thought process kind of plays out, you're yeah. like, you know, I'm not a teenager anymore, but that's exactly how I used to think. Yeah, that's that's what it was. <laughs> it, it's oh man, they do so many things so well in this film. Yeah, I definitely think they took the less is more approach. They just you know fine tuned everything down mm-hmm. so well. You know, even the origins were like you know less than five minutes long each, but they were all impactful. And from that small amount, you got to know the characters pretty well. So we didn't need like a giant drawn out, you know, Uncle Ben story. Everything was no. just done, you know. No, and you know what was okay. Now this is I'm going to go into major spoiler territory right here. <laughs> spoiler warning. But you get that Uncle Ben story without yeah. even realizing you're getting the Uncle Ben story. Yep. For Miles. Yeah. With his own with his own uncle. Yep. Who just happens to be one of the bad guys. <laughs> so yeah, it was super crazy. Yeah, it was it was super well done. Though. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things too. Like when it happens. And and again, spoilers. His <laughs> uncle gets killed. Uh-huh. But granted, he's a bad guy. Yeah. But it affects him the same way that it affected all the other Spider People when they've lost their loved one. Yeah, that was like the turning point for him. It's you know? such a beautiful thing the way they kind of just like tie these things together. These these, 
these little spider threads and make a beautiful web out of all of it. Yeah. It's almost like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, almost. Unlike the Transformer <laughs> films, they have no fucking clue what they're it's doing. It's just throwing robots at the wall. <laughs> just Yeah, just robots robots at the wall. That's the next name of this podcast, Thanks. Robots at the Wall. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's just like we said, you know, it was the same story, just their own take on it, you know. They, you have to go through these steps to be Spider-Man, you know. You do, but it, but it wasn't, it never, it never felt like you were retreading. Exactly. Like, it was just, everything was done so well with like a twist on mm-hmm. it that it seemed new. And then when you look back at it, you're like, oh, wait, this is just like this. You know? Yeah. It, and I think that's where a lot of my, my enjoyment came from the film was, was after I saw it and I was yeah. just kind of processing yeah. and kind of connecting the dots a little bit more so. Because mm-hmm. this movie doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't hold you by the hand and drag no. you from point to point. No. Like, it lets you get there. Uh-huh. Which is another... T- Another uh, hallmark of a nice film yeah. is like you're not being coddled, you're not being talked down to. Yeah, they're not telling. They're they're, you what's they're presenting you with a lot of information, mm-hmm. and they're letting you pick it up and process it as you go along. But it's never overwhelming. It's never talking down to you. It's never. I guess I, I guess the best way I can put it is, the movie talks to its audience uh, in a very in a in a great tone for a younger audiences, but also respectful enough that it's for older audiences too. Yeah. It never, it never shies away from being just a great movie. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't dumb it down for kids or it doesn't try to go high cinema for, for, you know, all of us old farts. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely agree on that. I, I feel like, you know, never did I feel it was too handholdy and, you know, they didn't, I didn't feel like there was any like, you know, cheap laughs, like no little fart jokes for the kids. You know? Right, right. Like everything felt like it was funny because it was funny. You yeah. know, like nothing felt forced. And I think that's that's honestly my whole take on the movie. It just felt so natural, so well done. Like it was supposed to be that way. You know? So many of the scenes with, with Miles, even before he has the spider powers, are yeah. are, are like that. I mean, uh-huh. it's like these these awkward scenes when you're a teenager with your parents. Yeah. And you're just, you can't help but relate because that's just that's just how it was when you were a kid. I mean, you're, yeah. it doesn't matter what generation you're from. Your parents find a way to embarrass you somehow. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a millennial, a Gen X, you know, whatever, no. baby boomer. We all had these moments where our parents just humiliated <laughs> us, even though they weren't trying to. Yeah, that's, that's the the goal of a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I don't know. It's just this, this the the rare film that I find is just you know, like transgenerational. Yeah, you know, anybody can watch this movie and find something. Yeah. To connect with. Yeah, and you I know? think it really, you know, ties back to having all those different Spider-Mans. You know, you have a character in there that you're going to relate to in one way or another. And just the whole storyline just, just feels, you know, like I said, so natural. So, like, this is how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Well, and it's, it's such a great mythology to, to be able to play with, with the idea of a multiverse, of, of many, many different Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. And Spider-People, I should yeah. say. Not just Spider-Men. Yeah. Um this is a mythology that that really embraces so many differences yet it kind of all ties them all together yeah i, I can't i I'm, I'm lacking the right word to 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 express what i'm thinking per se <laughs> yeah. yeah but um i don't know it's it they're different but they're the same i don't know how else to say it yeah but the, all the spider people are bonded and i i Apparently, a sequel is in the works. Apparently, it has been in the works for a while. Uh-huh. I am, am curious how much of it, now that we are introduced to many spider people and, and the idea of multiple universes of spider people, Yeah, if we're going to get a little bit more into the comic books, 
and, and, and kind of dive into like what caused the spider verse to happen in the first place, uh-huh. which, um, are you familiar with that comic? I've never read that one um, in particular. No, so they they kind of alluded to uh, some of the some of the stuff a little bit in the film about how the the spider is kind of like a totem, yeah, you know, a totem of power. Uh, in the comics, there's there's a character named Morlin uh-huh. who is able to hop from dimension to dimension, killing spider people because he feeds on that power. Oh, I see. And so the spider people have to kind of unite to stop him. He's very kind of like one of those all-powerful kind of things. Got it. And there's a lot of spider people dead in his wake. <laughs> you <laughs> know, crazy. I mean, the you read a comic, but there's a crazy new Spider-Man. They're like, oh, that guy looks cool. Oh, shit, he just got killed. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if they might kind of go more serious in the next next go around with the with the film. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but maybe, you know, I know that this is all speculation. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the tone of the first film, but I do kind of wonder if they if they want to kind of raise the stakes in the next one. I feel like they will. Um, I mean, they just it was such a good idea having a, a multiverse themed movie because it literally opens the door to any interpretation. Mm-hmm. And if one character does really well, well, maybe they'll just do a solo movie with them. You know, like I think they're doing that with Gwen Stacy's character yeah. in the movie. Um, yeah, I was. I, you know, I'll be honest. I was kind of leery uh, <laughs> when I, when I first heard the idea. Uh, Cody, Cody. Our good friend Cody. <laughs> good friend Cody. Uh, he was at Comic Con this semester. And he was at the uh-huh. panel this semester, this summer, and he was at the panel at Comic Con where they talked about the, where they. I think they even showed some footage, and right. he came out of it raving. Mm-hmm. And I was still kind of skeptical because I was like, "Is this just like a, like a marketing thing? Are they just trying yeah. to sell toys or whatever?" Yeah, I was a little, I was a little leery. I was a little worried. Yeah, same here. And then I saw the trailer. And I was like, oh, "All right, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of buying in on this." And then when I saw the movie, I was like, "Oh." Yeah. Fuck me. Everything I thought was way wrong. Yeah, no, I, I was the same way. I, You know, I feel like it, it was a hard movie to kind of sell in advance. It was mm-hmm. one of those things where you just, you kind of have to see it, you know? Like, a taster is not going to do it justice. You got to have the full pint. Yeah. You know? No, that's, 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 that is a great way to put it. And I love the fact that they didn't sell this film on villains. They, no. they sold this film on Spider-Men, on Spider-People, yeah. <laughs> on great Spider-Characters. Yeah. Um, I, I am a... Roger, I'm a 40-year-old man, <laughs> and I have I can't tell you how adorable I find the Spider-Gwen comic book. Yeah. <laughs> it might be one of my favorite things over like the last three or four years. That's I, funny. I, I can't get enough of it. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's the Adventures of a 15-Year-Old Girl I find fascinating. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great comic book, and yeah. seeing her on the screen was incredible. She has one of my favorite costumes in like the yeah. last bunch of years, too. Yeah, That's a great cool. look, that hoodie with the, like, the black and the white and like mm-hmm. the the pink inlays. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, honestly, prior to the movie, I didn't know very much about her character. Never really followed, you know, Gwen Stacy's storyline. I mean, other than just the original, just, yeah, the, she pretty much was just the person that had to die. Goblin fodder. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And you're just like, okay. And then they kind of like role reversed it and gave her her own storyline. And it was, it was a really interesting take on it. And I really liked her character. It never seemed, you know, over the top or, you know, obnoxious. It was really well done, and that's that's Spider People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're never over the top. Yeah, it's, it's rare great. you find the ostentatious Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all blinged out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was really good. I, I liked her her take on uh, Spider Folk. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, for readers of the comics, you know, we, we you know, it's not the first time we've seen a Spider Woman. Uh-huh. character or spider girl even mm-hmm. uh but something about the gwen space this gwen stacy version of spider woman yeah is um 
because she's from the mythos of Spider-Man, because she's from like our Peter Parker's mythos, yeah. it's a character we have some kind of connection to, to a certain extent. Yeah. So, so to see her spun off in a different way, where she's the one who kind of inherits that mantle yeah. instead of Peter... I, I don't know. It, it just lends some, some, I guess, like an uh, additional depth to the character as yeah. opposed to, um, and this is no disrespect to like Jessica Drew or the other Spider-Woman characters in yeah. Marvel Comics, uh-huh. but those, the, 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 they have always been Spider-Characters in name uh-huh. more so than in spirit, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because this one has, you know, pretty much just the difference is that, you know, she got bitten instead of him kind of thing, yeah. you know? So it's like, you kind of feel like the rest of the storyline is more or less intact. You know, mm-hmm. you still have the same character, same people. It's just switched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's great. And yeah. it, it's so good. And, you know, I, I can't go on enough about uh, the, the Peter B. Parker character, because yeah. like I said, it's, it's this version of the character we'll never see in our lives. Yeah. Because, because Marvel can't let that character get to that point. Oh. Yeah. You know, you can't see a down on his luck, overweight, sitting in his apartment eating pizza, crying in the shower in his costume. You <laughs> yeah, can't that see was, that in the comic. That was great. <laughs> but that little montage was so good, yeah. especially as he's like talking himself up, even though you're seeing the truth. Yeah. And it's just so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was super great. No, I just, the, that character was awesome. Chris Pine did a great job. Just like really nailing the kind of smarmy, cocky, but at the same time with age, kind of you know maybe not as great as he thought. Well, that and it, <laughs> it's such a great dichotomy because you have that Chris Pine as like kind of like the elevated super Spider Man. Like this is the Spider Man. Yeah, he fights the villains and he wins the day and all this stuff. And then you kind of got like the Jake Johnson yeah. down as like like yeah, it was great for a while. <laughs> but there's so many good spots like when, when they're infiltrating. Uh, where are they? They're at the labs up in. Uh, the Hudson Valley in New yeah, York or yeah, whatever yeah. like that. Now, A, getting to the Hudson Valley was fun, too, because Smile thought they were on a web swing there. He's like, yeah. what? We're taking the bus. Get out of here. I just had a big burger breakfast. I'm not yeah. getting, I'm not web swinging into Hudson Valley. That was great. But then you get them in the, in the they're in the vents, uh-huh. and they're kind of spying on people, and he's doing like the the, the talking hand thing when, when Kingpin's talking. He's like, yeah, 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 I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, when he just knows exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he like leans over to Miles like, this is the part where he says, you have 24 hours. <laughs> and then the cuts down to the Kingpin is like, you have 24 hours. <laughs> and he gives like the little wink. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was great. So many great spots. <laughs> Jay Johnson kills this movie as Peter B. Parker. Yeah. And again, We've we've spoiled enough, but I don't want to. Sp- I, I feel like we've left plenty. Yeah, for you to discover on your own. Definitely, it's so good. I <laughs> I, I plan on seeing this movie again at least yeah, one more yeah, time before definitely. it's out of theaters because it is a fucking delight. <laughs> yeah, it was a great one. I, I just think it really nails the whole aspect that you know Peter Parker is an everyman, mm-hmm. and it just really makes you feel like you know you could be Spider Man too. You know, just we're just all the result of these circumstances. And if you were put in this situation, you would get through, but in your own way, you know? And I think it, it, it's got this kind of cool theme, you know, kind of message of, you know, you can do this, you know, maybe not the way I do it, maybe not the way they did it, but in your own way. And yeah, if we, you know, we can learn a lot from that message. So. Let, let me ask you this. Uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up in a second here about yeah. on spider verse, but Stanley's cameo. Oh, dude. I How was, good was that? That was almost so on the nose that you would think it was planned. Right? It's just his like, line gonna miss him. is so I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> and it's been spoiled on other podcasts, and maybe you've heard it before. I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
but it's so good. Yeah. And it's it, it's it's one of those comments. Like on the surface, it seems like one thing, but when you look at the layers, yeah. And especially after that movie plays out, and you look back at what he says in that film, yeah. it's so good. It's so yeah. impactful. It's so deep. Yeah, I was just like, oh, jeez. But yeah, yeah, definitely. That was that was one of the best cameos. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I've, I've, apparently, in, in case I have not said it on the record for the for the podcast, apparently there there are m- many more Stanley cameos already filmed. Yeah, like for Marvel films. Yeah, they did a bunch in advance. So we're not done with Stanley cameos yet, but this one for Spider Verse might have been might have been the, the, the topper. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you beat this one. Nah, I don't think so. The Just impact that it has, I mean, and obviously his, his intrinsic connection to Spider Man is so yeah. so deep uh-huh. that uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I got, I got, like, I got so emotional. Yeah, that yeah, I was just like, uh, got, got choked up a bit. No, and you know what? I spent a lot of that. Uh, I spent a lot of this movie choked up in the theater. I was like, oh, like, yeah, <laughs> my heart. Yeah, I'm no, getting the vapors. I, I feel you on that one. I'm just like, I'm just something in my eye. <laughs> it's like someone open some, someone chopping garlics in here. <laughs> God, no onions. It's onions, onions, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked that up. It's okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, definitely felt you on that. What'd you think of the post credit? I'm glad you brought up the post credit <laughs> because I loved the post credit. It was so good. <laughs> I am. I, I don't know. This is a character who I don't know. I, I have no gauge on his popularity yeah. other than the fact that I love him to a billion pieces. <laughs> Spider-Man 2099 is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And the fact that this movie is so good and so big that they can cast Oscar Isaacs as Spider-Man 2099 <laughs> in more great. or less a throwaway cameo. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, that was that And was then cool. the fact that he jumps into like the 1967 Spider-Man cartoon, <laughs> yes. you know, I, I'm sure everyone's seen the meme of the yeah, Spider-Man, the, the two Spider-Man pointing at each other, <laughs> but th- this time it's Spider-Man 29, 2099 and Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah, it was great. It's incredible. And then you realize you're watching Oscar Isaacs do it. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, that's Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I hope it's not just a throwaway. I hope they're like alluding to the next one is going to have something to do with it. I, I, de- I strongly suspect that that, that that Spider-Man 2099 will be in the next film. Especially, I mean, you know, it's Oscar yeah, Isaacs. He's yeah, not like, just going to be like, hey, yeah, Why whatever. would you just, you know, yeah, have him just for something so menial as that? But, yeah, I, I was pretty excited about that because, like, I I don't know much about the character, but I've always loved his design, you know? I don't... I never followed that comic, really, but... Uh, Marvel Marvel launched the 2099 comics, I want to say around 94. Four-ish. Yeah. And it, right. it, that was right at the time when I was really getting back into comics in a big, bad way. When I was a yeah. teenager in high school, you yeah. know, all awkward and isolated, <laughs> and, you know, a handful of friends. We were all a bunch of loners together reading <laughs> comics. And then the 2099s launched, and uh, Spider-Man was, was the one that I gravitated towards the most because, I, A, I love futuristic stuff anyways. But yeah. you're going to put Spider-Man in the future? Even and I, I love that costume. I loved it to pieces. Yeah, it's no, so it good. Great. I just remember seeing it as a kid and be like, "Oh, is that Spider Man?" But he looks different. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy wild. Like that, 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 that like spider's death head on his chest. And yeah, I, I, it looks so cool. It's so cool, and just to get a glimpse of it in the, in the film made me so freaking happy. Yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be a big part of the next film because, like, like we said, the next one is is in the works and has been in the works. Yeah, and I'm hoping we get to see even more crazy Spider Man in the future. Yeah. Well, from the future and in the future, our future. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but like yeah, that. I loved I loved that sticker. I thought that was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. So cool. definitely stick around for the whole thing. I mean, it's an animated film. The credits are a little long. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but but you also get Chris Pine singing Spider-Man Christmas songs this during the credits. True. <laughs> and there's a whole album on iTunes of this. Yeah, I thought that was a crazy tie-in. <laughs> I did. I, I, I just was kind of goofing around on on iTunes recently. I was like, oh yeah, that Spider-Man into the into the Spider-Verse soundtrack was pretty cool. Yeah. And let me look that up real quick. And then it came up with like three different things. Mm-hmm. It had like the score, yeah. and then the actual music from the film, and then the bottom little Spider-Man Christmas EP for like five bucks. I'm like, You're whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Hey now. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I think that'll be the, the new favorite of the Christmas class. Oh, that might be featured. Uh, possibly, possibly at the end of this podcast. We'll see if I can sneak that in there or not. Nice. Ooh, Spider-Man might sue me though. I heard he has financial problems. That's true. <laughs> His restaurant didn't work out very well. Oh, well, you know, restaurant business. Who goes into that? It's a, Suckers. It's a risky business. That's who goes into that. <laughs> Ugh, might as well open a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so let's transition. We've we, we've basked the glow of that awesome movie so much. Let's talk about something that we're looking forward to. Okay. How do you next week? I think it's next week. Are you gonna go see Glass? Yes. Oh, is it next week already? I think it's next week, the sixteenth. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Find out the show times on that. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so soon. I thought it was going to be somewhere like around February or March. I thought it was later too, and then I watched the commercials. Like, wait, what? It's then? Because yeah, I've been seeing a lot more commercials about it, but I guess I just haven't been paying enough attention to the date. Yeah, I was just like, oh, they're marketing it pretty early this time. <laughs> but no, I guess not. Uh, yeah, no, I'm super excited about that one. I just went back and uh, not too long ago rewatched Unbreakable and uh, what was it? Split um, with my girlfriend and. Yeah, we we were just super hyped about it, you know. Nice. We had to go back just to remember the storyline, and it's gonna be a good one. All right. Well, now I want to I want to debut two new segments that I hope will be a regular feature on the show. Uh, I I, w- I will go first. Yep. So that Roger can kind of see where I'm going with this a little bit. All right. All right. The first segment is be what I am, am tentatively calling dead inside. <laughs> So what has happened in, in pop culture news or what have I witnessed you know, recently that makes me feel dead inside? <laughs> Again, I, you know, this show is generally positive, but there, yeah. there's, there's things that are out there that happen and they make you sad. We, we got to vent a little. Yeah. Bit. So there's two things that I want to talk about that made me sad recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- the first one is this report that came out. I believe it came out. It might have came out this morning or yesterday. I can't re- quite remember the timeline. Yeah. That and I am sad that the rumor of uh, apparently that that Star that Star Trek Four uh-huh. is being shelved. The 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 Chris Pine Chris Hemsworth crossover Sp- Star Trek movie is not going to happen. Uh, that makes me very very sad. I awesome. I hope against hope that it's wrong. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's <laughs> movies. Who knows? You know, you give someone a big enough check and then things go away. Yeah. So that made me sad initially. But the thing that made me the saddest, that made me really dead inside. Uh-huh. I was sitting there at the movie theater at the Hazard Center watching Into the Spider-Verse and just just enraptured by the film. Mm-hmm. A couple seats over from me, a father and his son watching a film together, yeah. enjoying the Spider-Men, the Spider-People, <laughs> the, 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 the glory of the Spider-Mythos on yeah. the big screen. And this father... Decides to spoil for his son who the bad guy is before he can even take his mask off. Uh, 
that sucks. And I just, I looked over. Now, granted, the movie theater is dark. They can't see that I'm glaring at them. <laughs> but I'm just like, what just happened? You told your son who that is? Oh. That's, that, I mean, it, to compare, that would be like if I had gone to the movie theater in 1980 to watch Empire Strikes Back, my dad said, hey, do you know who Darth Vader is? <laughs> and then told me before the scene plays out. Yeah, that would not be cool. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. No, that's no, not cool, man. Like, I, you know, again, going back to that, that's, that Star Wars moment. When I was a kid, and you have that moment, you really like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> like that could have been that kid's oh my god moment, yeah, in Spider Man. But and now his dad had to tell him went. for it. You son of a gun. <laughs> you know what? You son of a bitch. <laughs> now take the mouthpiece off on that one. So that made me dead inside a little bit. It got me a little fired up. I don't know if you have anything you can you can relate to on that uh, on that scale today or not, but not that's kind of where I'm going with this. Nothing on that scale, I don't think, but yeah, that, that's that's pretty bad. That's It's pretty bad, right? Yeah, you, you can't just spoil like that without a warning, you know? You just like yeah, especially if it's like an impactful moment like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's like I, you know, I know people are very sensitive to spoilers, but like you to sit there in the movie theater and then you elbow your son like, "Hey, by the way, that's so and so." You're like, "What? Why would you do that? <laughs> why would why would you do that?" Yeah, because you're a jerk. That's just not cool. You're just stealing thunder. You're trying to like make yourself have more glory. <laughs> make yourself look like the big bad smart man. It's true. No way. Nobody likes Not that. on my watch. <laughs> Next time, calling you out in the theater. Hey, you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> then the kid's crying, like, why did my daddy find this strange man? Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> All right, and then part two of the segment is obviously the happy, happy joy joys. All right. So what are you excited about? What's going on? What, what, what bit of news or what have you seen that's got your... Got your mojo going. Oh, for me, it's definitely been Young Justice. Uh, just came out last Friday. Yes. Three episodes a week, which is awesome. You know, not, you know, you don't have to binge it all at once. So you kind of take your time with it. But already it's off to a great start. It's, you know, true to form. It's exactly as I remember it. All the characters feel like they just picked up where they left off. Mm. And, you know, just, you know, a couple years later, so you, you feel everyone's connections like it, they've been working together as a team for a long time. But, you know, just, you know, three episodes in and you're already like, what just happened? What is going on? Who are these guys? Why is this happening? And they're just throwing all these twists at you. And you're just like, we're like three episodes in, like at this rate, I'm this like breakneck speed you know it's crazy but and this is uh this is happening on on the dc universe app DC right universe yep so i think it's exclusive there for now i'm not 100 percent sure but i think it might be like on netflix late in the future hmm. but Interesting. Um, that might just be an international thing though because i know i think uh, right now dc universe is only america u.s do you know do you know uh, how many episodes will be in the season for this I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if it's been announced or if I just haven't looked into it enough. But um, at three episodes a week, you know, that I think Titans was, what, 11? So if they're doing, you know, maybe around 26 is a usual season, right? That's great. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, because, I mean, if you're releasing three episodes, I mean, you got to have that run for a bit of time. It's got to be at least, like, a few weeks. You know, I can't imagine they're going to cut it short. Well... Uh, you can you can get DC Universe app. They just put it on Amazon. So yeah. You can get on your on your Fire Stick. Uh, you, when you sign up, you can do a seven day free trial. That's yeah. pretty great. So if you want to check it out, that's true. So yeah. you get three. You, 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 right now, you have the entire season of Titans available. Yeah. 
you have three episodes of Young Justice currently. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a plethora of animated films. Oh, yeah. The original Supermans, the, the Christopher Reeve Superman films are on there. A couple of the Michael Keaton Batmans. Yeah. What else is on there? Did, did, I, th- did I see Superboy was on there? Like that old TV show, Superboy, from like the 80s? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's on there. And they're, they're going to just throw on all the old pilots and all this stuff. Yeah. I was just looking at all the stuff that they're going to be releasing this year, and... It's going to be pretty good. You can find pretty much everything, even some of like the newer animated stuff that's like going to be released. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they had the. I saw they had the the the, uh, the Death of Superman was on there yeah, already. That, yeah, that's only that been one. out for a few months. Yeah, I saw it. it was pretty good. I liked that one. Um, the, but yeah, the part two's coming out. I think in a Reign of the weeks. Superman. Yeah, Reign of Superman. Yeah. yeah. So it should be good. I'm yeah. So that's, that's that's an app I'm I I have signed up for. I haven't really dove too deeply on it. I've watched a couple of the cartoons. Yeah. I watched a little bit of Constantine yeah. animated. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it so far, but yeah, I haven't dived into the Titans just yet. But yeah, give uh, give that DC Universe app a try. Like I said, seven-day free trial. You're not on, on the hook for anything at that point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth your time. There's a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of stuff that you've probably forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. When I saw the Superboy on there, I was like, whoa! Oh, right. That wasn't a dream from my childhood. That yeah. actually existed. That was uh, interesting times. <laughs> uh, and for me, the happy I have a Joy Joys. We kind of talked about them already. Uh, Captain Marvel yeah. is, is high on my happy, happy Joy Joy list. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I'm ready for the next installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I can't wait to see. You know, now granted, it's a little weird because it feels like we're going backwards, but we have to go backwards to go forwards in this case. Yeah. So we have to see Captain Marvel before she can show up and save the day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to work out great. Uh, I'm also excited for Glass, which yes. I believe, is, again, I believe is next week. Uh-huh. Um, and what else? I had one more thing I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, in, in, in the same vein as, as Mr. X Omega Gold himself. Yes. Uh, the Young Justice comic book is coming back. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. The new, the new, you know, new Robin, new Superman, Superman, new Superboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Impulse is back, which I can't yeah. wait for. <laughs> yeah, should be uh, good. So I'm excited about that in the comic front, and uh, I could probably name off six more things, but I'm going to stick with those three because yeah. those are <laughs> that's what's happening like really quickly, yeah. know, right around the corner. Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff is coming, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I think we're going to end up closing up shop here. Um, All right. But we're going to tease we're going to tease glass a little bit because I think I think glass would be a good time for us to get together again. Yeah, well, I'd be I'd be good for that because it wasn't too long ago that I rewatched all the other ones. So yeah, you know, and I gotta get I gotta sit down and watch Split because I have still not have not watched Split, Split yet. Split is really good. Like I I was surprised at how. Well I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I when I watched the trailers for I found it. Highly terrifying. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty creepy. <laughs> like it's got moments where you're just like, oh man. Like like McAvoy is like invested in that role. Like he's yeah. selling it. Yeah, he looks like a lunatic. It's really well done. But, All right, yeah. but I, I well my my love for Unbreakable is 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 very high. So I I will be happy to to watch that again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and check out Split, and then it'll go into Glass. Oh, with yeah. my mind full. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be a good experience. Even from the trailer, you see characters that are coming back even from Split. No, so. and you know, and uh, another thing to mention too is uh, I'll be kind of curious to see if this is. It, it kind of feels like we're we're on the redemption of M Night Shyamalan. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, if this movie turns out good, I really think we're on that path. You know, like ten, fifteen years ago, like you know, people couldn't stop talking about this guy's films, uh-huh. and then. Uh, Maybe. I don't know if they got predictable or if they, they just became like 
you know, there was too much expectations for him and he, could, he couldn't meet those. I don't know. I don't know yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just became a meme that, like, oh, it's an M. Sham- M. Night Shyamalan twist, you know? It's yeah. Like, I mean, the village wasn't wasn't great. Yeah. Um, Lady in the Water was pretty bad. And then uh, I kind of lost track after that. Yeah. <laughs> I know he did that, that terrible Avatar movie that everyone hated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was probably, like, the lowest of the low for and him. And then he did the one with Will Smith and his kid, which I think everyone also hated. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so but I, you know, then he did Split, and Split kind of seemed to kind of be back in his wheelhouse a little bit. Yeah, Split was definitely good because for once there was a twist in the movie that people didn't see coming. <laughs> so I mean, which you know, it's funny. Maybe we'll save it for for when we talk about the about the film. Maybe we'll do like a little thing where when we talk about Glass, we'll talk about Unbreakable and Split as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I would I would love to talk about those more. Yeah. Um and I don't want to sidetrack us. I want to wrap it up. <laughs> cool, Leave the cool. audience. Th- Thirsty for more. <laughs> so come back for Shemalama Ding Dong Night, yeah. <laughs> and where we get crazy with with Unbreakable and, and Glass and, and Split, and we'll just get nuts and climb over walls, and yeah. I'm going to push Roger down the stairs and see if he bounces back or not. Yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. I haven't mic'd up for that. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we'll sign up for to, for the night. I mean, uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the, uh, the fun. It was way better having Roger here than me just talking to myself or talking to the dogs. <laughs> and don't even think, you don't even want to know what other ideas I was coming up with when I couldn't find people to come and hang out with me. So <laughs> thank God Roger's back. <laughs> Roger, thank you for coming. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was great as always. All right. And you can sure. find, oh, thank you. Yes. I talked to you. <laughs> Uh, find Roger on Instagram at xomegagold. Yes. Any other things good going on you want people to know about? Um, no. No, right. <laughs> Perfect. Hit him up on the Instas. Yeah, I'll be and, there. And uh, like I said, uh, the TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter and TomCast underscore, no, the TomCast underscore podcast on Instagram and TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter. All right. Follow along. I've been posting pictures of Spider-Verse, but I'll get some more fun stuff up there leading up to some other goodies. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.